0: Hey, I got a question for you. Were you ever given formulas in life that just didn't work out? And when I say formulas, I'm not talking about the formulas of math or science. That works all the time and they're great. I'm talking about formulas for life. But when I was younger, somebody told me, Katz, if you just ate your vegetables, drank your milk and slept well, then you're gonna grow to be a very, very tall person. Well, I did all that and I don't think I'm as tall as I wanna be. And even though I know that formulas don't work all the time, I found myself doing the same thing for my son the other day. I told him that if he wants to grow tall, he needs to sleep and he needs to drink his milk, he needs to eat his vegetables. Why do we do this? It's because formulas bring us comfort. It makes life predictable. It makes relationships easier. You see, formulas are good, but we can't apply formulas to people because people are not math problems. You and I, we both know that this is true. We can't treat each other as formulas. And if this is true with us, then our relationship with God shouldn't be dictated by formulas either. But we do this all the time. We say things like, if I pray hard enough, then maybe He'll grant my desires. Or if I'm on my best behavior, He'll do X, Y, and Z. And we do this because we want God to be predictable. We want to be able to control God in some sense. I think deep down inside, we all know that we're not supposed to treat God that way. But formulas help us put God in a box. To know that God is wild, and He could do whatever He wants, it's an inconvenient truth. See, in the Bible, there is a book called the Book of Luke, and it's a biography of Jesus, and we see that interesting theme woven throughout that book. You see, at the end of the second chapter of Luke, we see Jesus as a 12-year-old, and he and his parents are on a family trip to the temple in a city called Jerusalem, which is in the southern part of Israel. So we know that it took him a long time to get to Jerusalem because they came from the northern part of Israel called Galilee. The passage we're looking at today doesn't inform us what they did there or how long they stayed there because that's not the point of the story. Rather, Luke gives us some really interesting details. For example, it says that Mary and Joseph started going home to Galilee without Jesus and they had no idea they left him behind. You see, once they realized that Jesus was missing, they hurried back to the temple and Luke tells us that it took him three days until they were reunited. Mary and Jesus exchange a few interesting words. First, Mary accuses Jesus of doing something really bad. He says, how could you do this to us? And then Jesus concludes the dialogue by saying, well, didn't you know I would have to be at my father's house? And the word had to be is the word necessary, that it was necessary for me to be here. Now, listen to their discussions because apparently Mary and Joseph were confused at what Jesus just said. But in the very next verse, verse 51, Luke tells us that Mary treasured all these things in her heart. Really? How can she treasure something that was so confusing? And more than that, losing your son for three days is not something I want to treasure. Now of course, Luke was making a bigger point here. In order to discover that, you have to get to the very end of the book of Luke, the very last chapter, chapter 24. There Jesus is an adult and he was just killed on a cross. There are two adults leaving Jerusalem towards Galilee, and they're completely bumped. And they're bummed because they went to the temple to see Jesus, and now they're leaving without Him. Now as it turns out, these two guys are talking to each other, and we get to listen in on what they're saying. And according to their dialogue, it's been three days since Jesus died on the cross. Now midway, Jesus joins in on that journey, and then starts having a conversation with them. Now at the time, the guys didn't know that He was actually Jesus, and accuses Him that he has no idea what's going on. Jesus goes on to teach them that the suffering that happened on the cross had to happen. That's that word. It was necessary for it to happen. So let's get this straight. There are two adults leaving Jerusalem without Jesus, three days accusing Jesus, and it was necessary. Yes, Luke meant these two stories to be connected to each other. Did you see the similarities? Well, how about the differences? You see, in both stories, people are leaving Jerusalem, but in the first story, Mary and Joseph journeys ahead while Jesus stays behind, while in the second story, Jesus is ahead of them, waiting for them on the path while they're leaving Jerusalem. Or get this, in one story, Jesus is found by the adults, while in the other story, Jesus is the one that finds them. There are two very similar stories and Jesus acts completely different in each one. So what point is Luke trying to make here? Well, maybe you were taught that God is always ahead of you in your life. That's true, but if you follow that like a formula, then you would not think to look behind you to see if God is still the place you just left. Maybe God is calling you to reconnect with an old friend and that God is working there, and He wants you to be a part of that. But the opposite could be also true. Maybe you were taught that God was in the past, and that's true. But if you kept on looking at what God has done in your past, then you might miss out on the great things that God has for you in the future. You see, Luke is reminding us that God is free to act the way He wants. Yes, He'll be consistent and confined by His character, but within that, He can do whatever He wants. He's teaching us that God is unpredictable that we need to seek Him out each step of the way. Just because God acted one way in one part of your life, doesn't mean He's gonna act the same way in another part of your life. You can't put God in a box. God is unpredictable. That we need to go deeper with Him. You see, God is not a formula. He is more than that. He is a relationship because He is love. And I believe God wants us to treasure that truth in 2018.